From the ESPN studios at Pier 17 in the Seaport District of New York City, this is Greeny with Mike Greenberg on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch the show on the ESPN app. Hour number two on this busy Friday. Dan Grasso in for Greeny, 98.7 ESPN. Taking another 60 minutes, we're going to turn things over to our pals Barton Hahn. They'll be followed by the Michael K. Show at 3. Those guys are only going to rock and roll till 6.30 tonight because coming up at 6.30, we are going to send you out to UBS Arena for a pivotal, a critical, a crucial, no other alternative for the New York Islanders. A game number six. They're going to welcome in the Carolina Hurricanes looking to stay alive and try to force a game number seven back in Raleigh to see if they can get out of the first round and keep that Stanley Cup dream alive here in these NHL playoffs. If you want to tweet at me, at Dan Grasa, G-R-A-C-A. Also got rounds two and three of the NFL draft coming up tonight as well. You can hear all of that on 1050. That's accurate, right, Anthony? 1050 for the draft tonight? That's right. You can hear the draft on 1050. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, and friends. Right, and you don't just have to have a name Chris to be able to be part of the draft coverage. They I think it's a, I think people. it's nice to have though. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the prerequisite, and then they allow a couple of other people in to just you know fill out the roster there. So get those guys uh, on ten fifty. So a lot of options on the table. You got your baseball tonight. Yankees are taking on the Texas Rangers once again, and they're going to be facing a pitcher by the name of Jacob Degrom, who might ring a bell. So um, yeah. That'll be interesting tonight down there in Arlington. The Mets weather permitting, and the forecast is extremely dicey. Dicey for like the next couple of days. I don't know how much baseball they're going to be able to cram in out at City Field. But the Braves are in town. Uh, yes, it's a big series every time the Mets and Braves square off. Uh, and the edge right now, let's face it, certainly goes to Atlanta, given the state of the Mets' starting rotation, given the fact that the Mets came ever oh so close to even being swept by the Washington Nationals. Last night, and maybe it's a good thing that you had all this NFL draft stuff, Rangers, Devils, the Knicks, Aaron Rodgers, that, you know, people weren't even paying attention to the Mets for the last few days because it was downright ugly at City Field in those three games against the Nationals. You had like two people in the building, weather was nasty, bad opponent, and they didn't play good baseball which makes it that much more disappointing there for you. Now, the best teams, as you know, they start with great talent. And when it comes to hiring, ZipRecruiter can help you find the right candidates for your team fast. Try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. But we're talking Knicks because after all, they got game one against the Miami Heat coming up on Sunday afternoon. Should be a madhouse at Madison Square Garden. You would expect no different. And as I said, I think the Knicks, all things being equal, they've got the deeper team. And you hope that it's a case, again, of the team outlasting the best player. Because Jimmy Butler, I still think, is the alpha male in this series. And he's somebody that you hope is not going to wreck this series, which he has done time and time again, at least in the last few seasons, for this Miami Heat club. Did it round one against the Milwaukee Bucks in disposing of them. Let's talk to you, though, Stephen Flushing, up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Stevie, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dan. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Steve, no complaints, buddy. How are you? 
No, no complaints here either. Um, I just want to preface this by saying six weeks ago or seven weeks ago, I think maybe five games after the Knicks traded for Josh Hart, I took the Knicks to get to the NBA Finals at plus 4,200. So wow. I have a little bit of bias at this, but I just saw something come together. So let me explain to you why they're going to beat the Heat in six, maybe seven. But they're going to win. Three points. One, first of all, Jimmy Butler – you know, I know he's, he steps up his game in the playoffs. He's playoff Jimmy, fine. But at the Garden in his last 16 games, he's averaged 14 and a half points per game, and he's only gone over 20 points. I think four of those 16 games. So, um, you know, he's great. Uh, but at the Garden, you know, the crowd and intensity as as fervent as it's going to be, and the way the Knicks play, and like you said, how deep they are, they can throw. You know, Deuce McBride. They can throw Josh Hart at this guy, who are, I think are two of the top five defenders in the NBA that are non centers. Um, it's not going to be as easy as you think for him as it was in the uh, Milwaukee series. That's one. My two better points are are, are this. Our coach, not only is he a great coach, Tom Thibodeau, for us and knows our team inside out, he knows Jimmy Butler inside out because he coached him for, for, for two, on two different teams, right, with the Bulls and with the Timberwolves. So you know he's going to have a game plan on Butler. So if, if you want any coach to go against Jimmy Butler who knows a guy inside out, you know, Thibodeau's the guy. So I, I'm very confident, and I think that's a huge plus on, on our side. And thirdly, have you been to a Knicks game in Miami when the Knicks come to play the Heat? No, I haven't made it down there, unfortunately. It's sixty percent Knicks fans. So, as far as I'm concerned, even if it goes seven, all seven games are Knicks didn't have home court advantage. So, I just you know like plus what you said with the depth we have, and, and listen, Obi Toppin's done great coming in for Randall. Guy's been hitting threes like he's Steph Curry. He runs the break well. Our offense picks up a ton when he's out there. I'm not worried if Randall misses a game or two or even struggles a game or two. I, I do think I know the Heat are going to be physical. They play a very physical style of defense like the Knicks do. Um, I, I just think OB and, and RJ, like you've seen RJ, he's at a different mindset now. I think they're going to be up to the challenge. So Knicks in six, seven at worst. I just think they break the backs of the Heat after like game two. I think maybe it'll be 1-1, one, one, but... I think they'll be up two one minimum after three, and then they'll just break the heat back. I just, well, I just, Steve, I just. Steve, here's the thing about it though, and I thank you for the phone call. And look, you should have optimism. You should. I think the Knicks are going to win the series, but don't dismiss the Jimmy Butler factor. Don't. You can't. All right, because the playoffs are a completely different beast than what we see in the regular season. Jimmy Butler against the Milwaukee Bucks in the regular season, in, in, in their four matchups that Miami played against Milwaukee during the regular season, he averaged 22 points a game, which is not terrible, but it's not out of this world. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's, you know, it's okay. You saw what he averaged in the playoff series, right? 37 and change. Okay, so this is a guy who takes his game to the next level. And you just hope like you know what that he's not going to do the same thing to the New York Knicks. I mean, let's just not toss aside Milwaukee as if they were nothing. I understand they were missing Giannis for a couple of games, but still, you're the number one seed. That's a good basketball team. They're more than just one guy. And if the Knicks, the Knicks are not in a position to where they could just step out on that floor and say, ah, you know what, we're going to win just because, hey, everything is clicking right now because we got home court advantage. We're the favorite. We're supposed to win this series. And I'm sure that the head coach is going to drill that into him, or he has been for the last couple of days and will until they tip things off on Sunday. 
You know, both teams are banged up here, too, when you look at this series. I don't know about Grimes. You know, I don't know what his situation is. Tyler Hero's a big loss for them because Tyler Hero had Tyler Hero's had big games against the Knicks. I think that is a big absence for them. And then, of course, the wild card is Randall. Don't know how healthy he's going to be. The one thing you don't want to have happen, though, is, again, like, just keep playing this game like what we saw the other night. Like, if he's... And he's not going to be 100%. He's not going to be 100% until next season. He needs to get off that foot for, like, a month. But you can't do that right now because this is playoff time. This is what you work all season for to get to this point. You just don't want to have a scenario pop up again to where here he is and he re-injures it or he takes an awkward step or he lands on someone else's foot when he goes up to get a rebound or something like that and then he takes like two steps back. Because then you're always wondering like, boy, can we just justify even putting him out there if this is still going to keep happening? 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let's say hi to my good pal, Mr. Bay, because this is Obi's uncle. Spoke to him previously, yeah. and he's checking back in here once again on 98.7. Uncle, how we doing today? Yeah, I'm doing fine. I spoke to his father, and he, he's going to have a good series again. So I commend my nephew on on what he's doing. How can you not? He's been incredibly impressive, especially in those last couple of games when Julius was less than 100%. He had to go out there and play some minutes. He's been fantastic. Yes, that's all he needed was time to play. And so he could show out what he does. And I believe his, 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 his uh, brother's coming out, uh, might come out this year, Jacob. Jacob might. You know, his brother I, did he declare yet, yeah. Jacob? I didn't even see. No, I, 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 I didn't. I, no, he hasn't declared. So, but I spoke to his father yesterday, you know, and me and his father was talking about what he needs to do to step up in this uh, series with him in Miami. Well, Jacob so is a, a big TV sports. star because he was in that AT&T commercial during the NCAA tournament. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> so but, you're um, confident. You think that this is going to, that the Knicks are going to be able to find a way to beat Miami? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Because I, I believe they're going to have a much easier series. Uh, now, and they, now, are you going to be going to any games? Uh, I might, but, you know, usually I watch him on TV. Because, you know, his father used to live with me, so we used to always talk, sit there and talk about what's going on with um, his sons. Well, call him up and be like, hey, man, I need a couple of tickets for the game. And you, you should be there on Sunday afternoon with everybody else. You know, 18,000 yeah, people yeah. screaming at the top of their lungs. Yeah. Usually I I don't need to do that because I go in the I go in the um, the VIP area when I go to the games. Oh, I got you. Okay, I got so you. You I get all the bells it. and whistles. Yeah, <laughs> you get the you get the celebrity treatment. You and you know yes, all the guys because that are sitting in the court. He said, "Go up, come to the come to the side. Don't go in with everybody else." So when I go there, I come and meet him, and we go in. How many games have you been to this year? Uh, one. You've been to one? Did the Knicks win that game? Yes. Okay, well, I think you need to be back there then. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do, um, Dan. You have to go. But, because I was going to say, if they lost the game you went to, just to be superstitious, I say don't go to another game. But because they won, I think, I, I think we'll allow you back in, Uncle, because you're already bringing that good luck. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. 
All right, well, you thanks for checking in. I want you to call me no back problem. soon here after this series gets underway here, all right? There's our pal uh, Uncle Bay. That's Obi Toppin's uncle. Checks in from time to time. Obi's been, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, like one of the storylines that was kind of floating beneath the radar a little bit in that first round series. Remember, that's where Obi went to school, right? The Dayton Flyers. You know, he was, that, that, that COVID year, unfortunately, that Dayton team probably would have been a one seed in the NCAA tournament. Obi was as good as any player in college basketball that season, and we didn't get to see him on the big stage because there was no NCAA tournament. It got wiped out because of the pandemic. But that wasn't lost on me a little bit. You know, he goes back to his old stomping grounds there a little bit in college, and he helps this Knicks team, his hometown team, win a playoff series and keep this march on in the NBA playoffs. I think I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest that the Nick fan probably would not mind that song being played on a daily basis around the clock if it meant a championship for the Knicks. Or maybe even a trip to the NBA Finals, Anthony. I would, I'll take it even that far. I don't even think you have to win the whole darn thing. Just get to the NBA Finals, and I think Knicks fans would welcome that song. On a loop. Winning at all costs. That's the mentality you got to have. On you this have station. To. On, the, on this station. Why not? We could start every hour with that. That could be like the, the, the bed, the theme music. Make it the theme for my show. I don't care. Just keep the line moving, as they like to say. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Stephen A. Smith does a little program called First Take. It's on uh, ESPN. You might have heard of it. He uh, was talking earlier about just how worried this Knicks team should be about one Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is a superstar in the playoffs. He is something special. Yeah, he's a rough rider. He's a dog. He's not one of those people that's just trying to win. He wants to come to Gotham City, the Mecca, Madison Square Garden, and ruin everything for New Yorkers. That's what he wanted to do. That's the kind of spirit he got. We have to stop this man. I understand that when I'm talking about postseason Jimmy, I'm talking about greatness. I get all of that. But New York a different animal, baby. And when you come to the Garden, it's a different state. And Jimmy's been on a lot of state. Hell, he went to the finals. That was in the bubble. He was in the Eastern Conference oh, Finals last that. year. But don't when you that. come to the Garden, it's a different beast, okay? You think he's intimidated I, by the you, Garden? We gonna find out. I see Get y'all talking. We gonna find out. I don't think he's intimidated by the Garden, but I do agree with Stephen A. With one th- I don't know if he, what he was kind of intimating there, but I always, to me, the bubble thing kind of, you know, loses a little bit of luster. Like that Miami team that went all the way to the, the, the finals bubble, that, I don't think that happens. I will die on that hill. I'll fall on that sword. That, that doesn't happen if it's not in the bubble. Because when they, if you actually factored in like real travel going to different arenas and you were playing where teams had real home court advantages and so on and so forth, I don't think that Heat team would have made it all the way to the finals. They were as bad a team that made the NBA Finals, I think, in quite some time in, in, in the NBA. But this is a different story, different team, different cast of characters. And you know what? Say what you want about Jimmy Butler. And from top to bottom, I don't think this is a great Heat team. But you're darn right. Jimmy Butler's a guy, though, that you better worry about if you're a Knicks fan. 
Because it's already been proven he can go and take a series from you. And he thrives on the energy of a place like Madison Square Garden and the type of vibe that that is going to be able to deliver from that crowd. He loves to play the role of villain. Would love to. To send 18,000 people home, unhappy, quiet, you name it. You know, Jimmy Butler's objective... All those videos and everything that made the rounds on social media after the wins over the Cavaliers and all this, the, 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 the pandemonium outside on 7th Avenue, 8th Avenue, whatever it was. Jimmy Butler wants to make those streets quiet and empty. That's what he wants to do. It's up to the Knicks to make sure that doesn't happen. Let's say hi to Chris in Lindenhurst. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Christopher, how are you? Dan, I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, no complaints, my man. What's going on? Nothing, man. Me and my buddies just got back last night. We uh, drove eight hours to Cleveland, man. The the vibes were amazing. The Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse was vibing. It was some experience down there. Well, you got a ton. There were a ton. Of, there were the Nick fans were louder than the Cavalier fans were in that game the other night. It was insane, man. And it was a game that was felt really never in doubt. You know, every time they they went up. 10 or it got to 8 or 6, they had an answer every single time down the road. And that's a sign of growth. That's what that is. That's a team, a young team starting to mature, starting to not be overwhelmed by the situation. And that's why if you're a fan, you go into this series, not that it's going to be easy. I can't stress that enough. It's not going to be easy. But you should be confident that you should be able to go out there and beat this Miami team. They were incredible. And and before I let you go, I just want to say, Josh Hart is awesome. That guy flies all around the court. He's got to be one of the greatest uh, midseason acquisitions in Knicks history, maybe. I don't want to overstep it yet, but that guy gives a true grit to this team. And that's why going into this Miami series, I feel a little bit more comfortable. Get that guy on Josh Butler, uh, Jimmy Butler, all day, and we'll see what happens. We'll try to make some magic happen. I think it's going to be a collaborative effort there, Chris. And thanks for the phone call. Glad you and your buddies had a good time out there in Cleveland. It was a worthwhile trip. You know, that's what stinks. If, you, if you're going to make the journey to go on the road and watch your team, and it's, you know, Chris said him and his guys, they drove. So that's like eight hours. To go all that way, and if it's like a loss, that stinks, right? Because of the time you spent and all the aggravation of having to, to go out there. Like, you, you want some payoff for it. Like, that's the crummy part, like, with football. Like, football's, you know, once a week, you make the plans, and, you know, you might book a flight someplace, you got to get the hotel, all those things. And if you go wherever the heck it is and, and to watch your team lose, you're like, damn, wasted trip. But if you get the win on top of it, and it was a playoff clincher, I, I mean, you can't ask for anything more. You can't. But when it comes to stopping Jimmy Butler, I mean, let's face it. Josh Hart's going to be one of the guys. Um... R.J. Barrett's going to have to be one of the guys. And that's why you hope that Quentin Grimes is healthy because, you know, this is kind of made for Quentin Grimes. This is what he's there for. He's a guy that you trust as one of your perimeter defenders. And I don't know what his status is going to be, but damn, you hope that he's going to be able to answer the call because they need Quentin Grimes, at least on the defensive end, more than anything else. I've cooled a little bit on what to expect offensively because he struggled in this series when he was out there. You know, remember, he's, he ended the regular season strong with those 20-plus point games. This series, though, he was fighting it a little bit. But defensively, there shouldn't be any excuses. You could be struggling on the offensive side of the floor. That still should not prevent you from going out there and locking down on defense. 
Dave in Jersey City. He is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. David, good morning. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for making it, Dave. And the Heat series is going to be a great series. But for maybe the next week, Stephen A. Smith, just put some tape on your mouth with the nonsense. Um, Cal Lowry and Kevin Love are the plays that should be watched in this series, especially Kevin Love. Look at Kevin Love. Historically, he was a, he's, a, he's like a three-point shooter and a rebounder. Mm-hmm. But it's really Kevin Love. And I think if Kevin Love was with Cleveland, they still would probably be playing. But the Knicks look good, so go New York, go New York. But Stephen A., cut the nonsense out with all this brand and people. Because all those guys are professional players. And they're out there, and they give their heart and soul to be in the NBA. Thank yeah, but you I don't for think, taking my call. But, but, but see, here's the thing, though, Dave, in, in defense of Stephen A., I don't think that he's sitting there sliding Jimmy Butler or anybody like that. I think Stephen A. knows deep down, and so should everybody else who watches this game and has followed the league for the last you know several seasons, that Jimmy Butler's legit. And the only reason that Stephen A. is talking about that is because he knows deep down that Jimmy Butler could come in and take this series. He could come in and quiet Madison Square Garden. He could put up that one finger in front of his mouth by, you know, 3.30, 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon and say, drive home safely. Trey Young did that a couple of years ago. Still haven't gotten over it. Jimmy Butler is capable of doing just that. You know, it's almost a compliment if people are going to talk about you in that regard. You know, because there's other players on this team, for example, with the Miami Heat that you're not going to sit there and you're going to, you know, throw all the slings and arrows at. You're not talking about Max Struess in that regard. Jimmy Butler, you're worried about. And I'll tell you, one of the, one of the um, parts of this series, which, you know, we're going to be talking about a lot, I'm sure, and, and watching, how big all of a sudden are you looking at that Mitchell Robinson-Bam Adebayo matchup? Just because of the success that the Knicks bigs had in that round one over Cleveland, it really exposed those Cleveland bigs as frauds and not ready for the bright lights just yet. But Bam Adebayo's a step up in competition. So I think it's going to be an interesting reflection on Mitch because, you know, now he's going to be tested even more. And whether it's he and Hartenstein, I think it's going to be a collaborative effort, but those guys are going to have to continue to do a good job on the glass. You know, the Knicks really had a huge advantage in that series. It's going to probably be tougher to control the boards like they did in round one because Miami's a much better rebounding team than certainly the Cleveland Cavaliers are. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let's say hi to Michael. He's in Manhattan. He's up next here on 98.7. Mike, how are you? Good. Uh, Just on Stephen A. Smith, um, I don't like him for another reason. I can't listen to him for more than 30 seconds. He's Captain Obvious. The guy's... uh. Anyway, on the Knicks... Why don't you like Stephen um, A., though, Michael? I mean, come on. Why why don't you like Stephen? Come on. He goes on and on. It's about him. Every time he talks, it's really about his performance art. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not really... He takes too long... To make a simple point, he goes on and on. And if you listen to him, his preface to his main point, you've heard it a million times before. Whether he's talking about Kyrie Irving, he'll say the same thing he said 10 times before. Okay? Just listen to him. 
but, but, but Michael, remember, let me ask you a question. Though. Like if, if and I'm not just calling out him specifically, but anybody, if you had to be on the air, think about it every single day for however many hours he's on the day. And if this particular subject comes up, like you brought up Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving is in the news a lot. You have an opinion of the person, the player, whatever it is. If Kyrie is in the news cycle, you're going to have to give that same opinion again. Right. So it's not like he's doing it intentionally. That's how he feels. He's being authentic. Well, that's I guess I guess that's a matter of debate, but I do appreciate him. He shows up. He's, he's a great dude. Oh, he he's a great up. dude, and he's a, he's a good friend. But go ahead. Neither here nor there. Go ahead. Make okay. Now the Knicks, uh, Knicks fans who have been waiting for fifty years, when they get to the finals, that will be the great accomplishment. Let look at Cleveland laid down for them. You have to admit, you know they they were so disappointing, and now you have Jalen Brunson, you have Josh Hart. Go ahead. There's no super teams in the NBA this year. Get to the finals. That should be, you know, an expectation. Don't get delirious over one round, Nick fans. Stop it. Okay. But Michael, remember, Michael, remember something though. They haven't won a round in ten years, right? So, I know so that, imagine but, if you hadn't had yeah. a meal in ten years. If you had, if you hadn't eaten in ten years, and I put a Snickers bar in front of you, you're probably going to be talking up that Snickers bar like it was the greatest meal you ever had in your life. But because it's been so long since you ate. Yeah, I'm vegan, so not that's not good. If you put broccoli in front of me, if I if, right, if yeah. I put a piece of broccoli or steamed cauliflower or something like that in front of you, you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, it's the greatest thing ever!" But you probably <laughs> eat that regularly, so maybe yeah. you won't get worse. Yeah, up. give them some credit. I, you know, Jalen Brunson had had to burst through a culture, and you know, that's give him credit for that. And so he got them through this round. Jalen Brunson, Michael, Jalen Brunson is going to go down as one of the best free agent signings in New York sports history when it's all said and done. Right. Not as great as the Busher, but not, I mean, that was a trade. That was a trade. That was a trade. But yeah, Jalen Brunson, yeah. Knicks go to the finals, okay? Accomplished. And it's going to be tough. Miami's tough. Jimmy Butler, you're, I agree with you on Jimmy Butler. He is, he's going to be right there. And he's not going to stop. You're going to have to stop him. Right now, and, and Michael, thank you for the phone call. And I appreciate the, the call. Have, yourselves a gr- or have yourself a great vegan lunch, dinner, the whole nine yards. Um, if you look at what's left in the Eastern Conference, and, and, you know, maybe I should not even allow myself to do this exercise. Really and truly, maybe I shouldn't. Because I feel like I'm getting myself into a trap. Because when you start to look ahead too far, you get disappointed. And that's not what I'm trying to do here. But right now, the Eastern Conference is down to the Final Four. And you know who the suspects are, right? Knicks Heat, Celtics Sixers. Jimmy Butler is the best player in this series. And I love Jalen Brunson, but he's not Jimmy Butler. Look at those other two teams in the other series in the East. Tatum, Embiid. Those are the three best players left in the Eastern Conference. Outside of Jason Tatum, who also took a team to the NBA Finals last year, I I, I would still put... Jason Tate, like if you're asking me to rank those three guys as to like who's the best left in the Eastern Conference that potentially the Knicks would have to deal with, 
this time of year, Tatum, Butler, Embiid. Remember, Embiid's never been to a conference finals. So until I see that, despite the fact that he's an unbelievable player and he's probably going to win the MVP, playoff time is different, as we've seen many, many, many times over. So the Knicks are going to have their hands full here. That's the point I'm trying to make. And I think that you probably know that already. Let me say good morning to Mike in Brooklyn, who's up next here on 98.7. Michael, how are you? I'm good, man. How you doing? Mike, you know what? Because I'm talking to you, I'm doing that much better. What's going on? Man, I just want to comment, man. You know, the Knicks, we stood Pat and Donovan Mitchell trade. We, we, we turned out to be a better team than people thought. And right now, we're playing good enough. We're not going to win it all. Let's just be real. I live in the world of reality. But we're playing with some house money, and we're getting better. We, we need a star, but we're getting better. We're going to be there. Not yet, but we're getting there. I think that's how you have to look at it, right? It, it's, it's, it's baby steps. If I would Mike, if I would have told you, and I thank you for the phone call, if I would have told you at the beginning of the year, guys, like I said, you're going to win a round, you're going to beat Donovan Mitchell. Because remember, even before as recently as this series against Cleveland, before it even started, we were already outlying nightmare scenarios, worst case scenarios. You get Cleveland in the first round and you're expecting Mitchell to average about 35 a game to put the dagger in your season. And it's all going to be about why didn't they trade for this guy? And it came back to haunt them. It was the nightmare scenario that was being laid out. And instead, the opposite happened. Not that Mitchell was a disaster in the series. He was okay. Right? He had that one bad game in game four. But he was okay. But the Knicks were the one that sent him home. They sent him to the golf course. This is... Yeah, I, 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 I do kind of look at it in a way as it being house money a little bit. Now, you may not want to think that, but I, I think if you take a step back and look at it realistically... Go back to the beginning of the season. I do think this series is house money, even though you got home court advantage and probably you're going to be favored to win it. But the Knicks accomplished a hell of a lot this year. Think about the growth in some of these players. You know, the fact that Jalen Brunson, you hit not a home run, you hit a freaking grand slam with that acquisition. And if you lose a hard-fought series, let's say six, seven games, and the R.J. Barrett that you saw in the last three games is the same guy that's going to be out there for the length of this Heat series, how are you disappointed by that? Validating, doubling down, and signing him to a contract extension. You know, and if you're able to retain Josh Hart, you found him as being a key piece of this basketball team moving forward. On and on and on and on down the line. Let's say hi to Matthew in Massapequa. He's up next here on 98.7. Matthew, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? I, I just have to say, I'm not really a big uh, basketball fan, but I've been watching the Knicks this year. They are a fun team to watch. And the one thing, everybody keeps saying they don't have a superstar. They don't have this. They don't. Julius Randle is a superstar who is hurt. And I, I, Knicks fans have been calling, saying the, uh, you know, the way he looked when he was out with the, you know, with the, with the face and everything. We need to embrace him because we need him in this series. And if he plays well, they, they win the series. They win it in six. They win it in seven. And, that's, and they reach a, a, a pinnacle that we Nick fans didn't even dream of coming into this season. I so would kind I, of, I, I, no, Matt, I agree with you. And I've been, I, I think, look, it's one thing to get by Cleveland, but if this team wants to continue to play on, I think Randall has to contribute more than he did in round number one. 
And RJ, I think R.J. Barrett kind of had a little bit of a validation, being that his name was thrown out so much with uh, Donovan Mitchell in the offseason. What he did those last three games, that's what you know the, the second overall, whatever he went, third overall pick right. in the draft is supposed to do. And he did it. I, I don't disagree so you with you. Kudos. I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. And Matt, good phone call. Here, here's the problem, though. And you know which way the wind blows in this city and with the fan base. Last three games, R.J. Barrett was really, really good. If he goes out there in this Miami his series and struggles again, it's almost like we're back to square one. Maybe not entirely square one, but I think a lot of the good karma that was built from the last three games maybe goes out the window a little bit. Let me remind you, by the way, that we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay and benefits, and one of the country's top workplaces. Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. And also, and this is for my good friend Anthony Pusick, by the way, Igor Shosturkin was the only Ranger in the zone last night, stopping 39 of 42 shots. Rangers fans hope the rest of the team can join him in the zone. So get in the zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Remember, Game 6, Rangers-Devils coming up tomorrow night. Prudentials are at Madison Square Garden. You can hear it right here on 98.7 beginning at 7.30. I think, is is there a... um, a special Don LaGreca bridge show tomorrow, too, from 7 to 7.30? That's right. Say. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. A Don bridge show. Is that a Don bridge show from the bridge, no less? It could be. Oh. It might be. It should be. Authenticity. A bridge show from the bridge. All right, Anthony. I know you're Mr. Positive. You're Mr. Upbeat. That's You're me. You're Mr. Optimistic. Yep. That is you. That is you to a T. You haven't even sewn on your T-shirt every day. Mr. Positive. Give me the odds right now that we're talking about a Game 7 Devils-Rangers on Monday. What Fif- are the odds? 15%. Wow. 15%. Yep. Now, what do you attribute that to more than anything else? Is it because are you a, a firm believer in the Akira Schmid factor that no. he is in their heads? No. Is it? No. No, that's got nothing to do with it. No, I just don't think the Rangers are playing particularly well at the present moment. Yeah, but it's three games. Sure. It's three games. They've had three game losing streaks this year, and they've snapped out of it. I find it hard to believe that every forward will snap out of it in game six. But you don't need every forward. You have let, let let's look. I'm, I'm going to try to talk you off the ledge a little bit here, and I've been I've been trying to for the last few days. I mean, you should see the text messages I get from this guy. I mean, like during the game last night, I couldn't believe it. Ye of little faith, you have a goaltender who is one of the top two or three on the planet right now. He did have the best shot of the night last night. It was on but, goal because he had that much faith in his skaters. He's like, if they're not going to score, I'm going to have to score. He could go out there and is more than capable of stoning the other team. And all it takes is one guy, one fluky bounce of the puck off of somebody's stick, a carom off of their head, whatever, to get the puck. You could win a game one nothing tomorrow, and that'll be good enough. Yeah. And I said, I said it earlier in the show, deep down in your heart of hearts, let me ask you this question. Do you really believe that the New York Rangers are going to lose all three games on home ice in this series? It's looking that way. 
You said it's looking that way. Yeah. Do you think that that is what's going to happen that way? I can't be convinced otherwise at the moment. Wow. But we'll see what happens when they come out uh, wow. tomorrow. Wow. I, I, I'm surprised. Sorry to let you know. I'm down. surprised. Now, what's going to happen if they win? Am I going to get the text messages tomorrow night if they win? That you're back on board? That you're fully invested again? That now you're taking this thing the distance? Like, what? what's the reaction going to be? I'll be surprised. Um, but I don't see the Devils losing a game seven at home. Last time I checked, Devils won one game at home this series. And they've lost two. Pretty convincing one last night. The first two losses were convincing losses, were they not? I think that was probably the Devils' two worst games of the year. I I don't... I, I think that the Rangers missed an opportunity in Game 3. Um, game 4 was not as bad as Game 5, um, despite the fact that uh, the coach thought that it was. Good effort. Uh, good effort. Yeah, that's right, Jacob. But, um, yeah, you see, you hear Jacob in the background. But I, I just don't... I don't see it. I don't know. It feels a lot like Tampa last year. Well, here's the only thing I will say, right? And the only bit of solace that I can give you and to all the other Ranger fans out there, if things don't go your way tomorrow and if the season ends tomorrow night on home ice, there is one silver lining that's going to come out of it. And Do you know what that is? What would that be? Is that it's going to give you and all the other Ranger fans more time to not miss Big George Foreman. Oh! He's now playing exclusively in theaters. So get your tickets today. It is rated PG-13. If your hockey team doesn't have a playoff game anymore, you could go check out Big George Foreman. I don't believe George has any hockey scenes in the movie, but it certainly is going to be fantastic. Um, as far as the draft is concerned, you got rounds two and three tonight. Jets and Giants still trying to fill some holes. Look, I think we got a little bit of a curveball last night as far as the Jets were concerned with Will McDonald. Giants, not really all that surprised that they took the corner in Deontay Banks. Giants still on the lookout for a wide receiver. Still on the lookout for some interior offensive line help. And look, I know the Giants, I don't know if the board will fall the way they want them to. But those two centers are still on the board. Now, I don't know if they're still going to be there when the Giants are on the clock. That's a different story. You might even see the Jets maybe turning in a card with one of those guys at some point, even though they re-signed Connor McGovern. But, you know, Connor McGovern's a guy who's not going to be here for 10 more years. I think that's pretty obvious. So it'll be interesting to see which way these teams go here a little bit this evening. And, you know, just so I don't have to watch it any longer. And for the poor kid, hopefully somebody takes Will Levis early. I, I can't see this guy in the green room anymore. And who would have thought? Remember we set the odds at three and a half yesterday, like three and a half quarterbacks go in the first round. I took the over. I thought there'd be four because I thought Levis would go. But you had three quarterbacks go in the top four picks of the draft last night and then not a single one the rest of the round. And what makes it even more strange is that you had two running backs go in the top 12. The running back has gone the way of the dinosaur in the NFL. Saquon Barkley must have felt good, though, he being a you know very high pick at the running back position. Two in the top 12. How about that?